Welcome back to Factory Sealed. It is July 16, 2017. My name is Eric Peterson. Joining me today, Mr. Dan Curtis. Hello, good woman. Hello. Hello. Hi, Dan. Hey. We got Mike Tyson. Hi, And think we've discovered that Mike is actually not Tom because now Tom is actually our next guest who's joining us through the wonders of Patreon, Mr. Monty Glover. Hello, everyone. Hello, Monty. You sound awfully posh for being from the American South. Yeah, well, gotta make it somehow. (laughs) It's all the front, actually. They're all posh down there. He's like a, one of the old uh, old timey plantation have, owners. Have you know that my name is actually Montgomery. <laughs> I say, I, I say, I say, I say, bring me some lemonade, be a dear. <laughs> well, what I was gonna say, if you put Southern Americans' teeth in a lineup with British, you couldn't tell them <laughs> apart. <laughs> oh man! Hi, Monty. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for uh, for for your support, your continued support. Yes, thank you very much, sir. Yes, very nice of you all. How kind. <laughs> Jeeves, send that man a biscuit. <laughs> Dunk it in Jive. some hot water before you send it. Jive, send him a seductive dance. <laughs> Gyrate your hips in a seductive fashion. No, I told you clockwise, clockwise, much sexy. <laughs> Oh boy, does Jives do the meat spin? Oh, oh yeah, he spins some meat. And I can... <laughs> Have you it's seen? Just full, it just full on helicopters it. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know, don't Google meat spin. <laughs> don't Google meat spin. We've been through this before, where we tell people not to Google things, they Google it. So do Google meat spin. Don't Google. I can keyboards right now. Yeah. Also, don't Google vagina skydiving either. No. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, don't Google meat spin. Wow. (laughs) You Googled it. See, kiss in point. (laughs) (laughs) This is hypnotizing. Did you find the one that has the counter that actually ticks up? Oh, no. Yeah. There's a there's a challenge out there in how how many rotations can you watch? Don't Google meat spin anybody, please don't Google meat spin. <laughs> such a terrible idea. Uh, you're such a bad influence on people, Eric. I'm really not. <laughs> I try not to I, be. I was a sane normal person until I uh, until I spoke to you. I'm surprised Hazel's still with you. I remember those days fondly. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, don't give Hazel any ideas. Jesus. You just got, what, two months left? What, two are married? Yeah, yeah. October. Yeah. We've got a special treat kind of in the works for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Should we tell tell everyone what we're planning? I yes. So I think we can yank back that curtain. Mmm, quite. Ooh. Jeeves, put my pants on. We're going to pull the curtain back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so going. Jeeves, Jeeves, pull my pants down. We're pulling the curtain. Back. Do you want to? 
Do you want to take it, Eric? You. It's your wedding. Your oh, limelight. Right, okay. So, so, uh, hopefully, Eric will be making his way to merry old England for mine and Hazel's wedding, which obviously means that he will be in the UK. Um, obviously, Dan and Tom are invited as well. And hopefully, in the works, <gasps> Me? there may be an all four of us in the same room podcast. Oh, oh shit, son! Oh, shit, son! Oh, God, get some! That will be a shit show! <laughs> Here's the thing. Ham horns are plenty. Oh, we'll shit. We'll get kicked out of the um, the hotel. Somebody will get a complaint from reception. Like, somebody's doing a really loud, obnoxious, old man American. <laughs> All they're going to hear is, Edna! What? Get it! <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's gonna Jeez, be a t- tell this receptionist to fuck off, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I've met Tom. I have yet to meet Dan. So it's just, it's just so weird because we've known each other for so long. God, it's going on what six years? Yeah, something like that. It's crazy. I'm not even convinced you're actually real. I'm not convinced you're real. I'm not. I think you're Tom. <laughs> Tom is Tom. everyone. I so have you, I have met Mr. Reagan as well. I made a request to Tom. Actually, my first request to Mike was the only way I'm coming is if I can straddle something at his wedding, possibly him. <laughs> and Tom, Tom sent me a message like, hey, let me know if there's anything that you want to see. I'm like, well, off the top of my head, I need to straddle Big Ben, the London Bridge, and Buckingham <laughs> Palace. <laughs> and the Queen. So... <laughs> <laughs> we are planning straddle Liz. <laughs> we are planning a straddle London day. Yeah, well hopefully I'm I'm off work the weekend before the wedding as well, so maybe. hopefully we'll try and get something planned for us to all meet up maybe down in London. And Oh yeah. That means Dan, you actually have to come down. But I, I also need to come up because I physically have to see Pity Me. I can't <laughs> actually believe that's a real location. <laughs> It is. I'm not convinced. We can straddle the pity base. <laughs> It'll happen. Anyway, oh, Monty, tell us about you. Who is Monty Glover? Um, I am a postgrad student and a gamer. Lovely. That's my life right now. Yep. <laughs> it's a good life. A stressful one, but it's good. What are you studying? I am studying history. Ooh. The History Factory Sealed? Yes, I'm going to become the podcast's official historian. Uh, Well, maybe you can enlighten Mike as to the finer points of previous shows. (laughs) Oh, I hate you, my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see here on episode six, minute 12... (laughs) There are people out there like that. I had something thrown in my face at a previous podcast because I contradicted (laughs) myself, and there was one person that just went off on it. Like, how did you remember that from a hundred shows ago? And he sent us the timestamp of when I said it. Oh, my God. So I went back. I'm like, well, I guess I did say that. So good on you. That's so weird. I can't remember things that happened on the last show. I have a trouble writing the descriptions, and I do it the day of. No, you don't. I do it. Well, I know. That's why I have you do it. 
I can't be bothered because I'm doing all the editing. Steal my, steal my sodding thunder. <laughs> I didn't. I said I can't be bothered. No, you said you do the description. I said I have trouble writing the description. If you'd listen to a minute ago on the show, you'll hear that I, in fact, said that. I forgot that. what happened a minute ago on the show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I get away with doing sweet F.A. Yeah. I'm, I'm the face. I'm the looks. I don't know if that's the right thing. You're the, t- you're the tush. Yeah, but dude, you didn't save the show, so... Yeah, you're the tush. You're the G-string wearing tush. All right, I can accept that. Yeah, I mean... I know what I'm getting you for your wedding. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> A pink G-string. Do, do I have to wear it on the day? Yeah, outside your suit. <laughs> if you can get... Right, Eric, deal. If you definitely come over, right, you get me a pink G-string that fits me, I will wear it under my suit. Deal, Don. Oh. Amazon! Men's it's pink... Reco- it's recorded. It's on G-string record. G-string extra large. <laughs> oh, dude, this thing is going to be... Lacy as hell. <laughs> you all heard, but here's the thing, Mike. How are you going to prove that? I don't want to see that. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little s- sneaky shot. <laughs> little, Dan, what the peek. fuck are we getting into? <laughs> I don't know. This sounds like the most screwed up word I've ever been. <laughs> Dan's gonna. Uh, Mike's gonna be on the uh, on the dance floor, and something's gonna happen, and his pants are gonna oh. fall off. <laughs> and he's just going to be stood there in his g-string. I think I think Mike and Hazel will be at the front, and like me and Eric will be at the back, and Mike will just catch Eric's eye and then just wiggle down his trousers. <laughs> <laughs> he'll look at me and he'll wink, and I'll be like, "Oh shit, he's actually wearing it." That was the time. <laughs> I want. I've just googled dancing butler ornament for your wedding, and you can't get one, unfortunately. Oh. Would Would you be Would you be offended if we showed up in top hats canes and monocles no frankly <laughs> frankly i'd be impressed deal we're gonna walk down we're gonna walk up the path to the hotel doing that german rap <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's gonna be wonderful oh shit sorry we got sidetracked we were talking about monty <laughs> The post grad gamer. Is Monty. Are you there? Uh, uh, yes. Did you I'm die? Here. I did. Oh, good. Well, welcome back. Um, how did you come to find us factory sealed? It's always interesting to hear those stories. <laughs> um, actually, for about a year now, uh, Mr. Russell Schaefer's has been pestering me to listen Shut to factory up! sealed. Uh. And yep. <laughs> And so finally one day, he, uh, in fact, it was the um, How Do Blind People Wipe. He played that episode for me just so I could hear his question read. And that's when I was like, okay, this is good. <laughs> and have you... I have uh, listened to every episode. <gasps> <today>. <gasps> oh, God. Did the, did, the, did the brown ballerina tempt you in? It, it... <laughs> it did. How long did it take you to listen? How long did it take you to listen to everything? 
Well, fortunately at my work, uh, I'm able to listen to podcasts and stuff. So about a month, I guess, of just nonstop. Factory oh my sale. god! Wow, that's a lot have you been checked? Yeah. Have you been checked for brain damage? <laughs> No, I think I actually may have gained a few brain cells listening to your very refined podcast. That's yes. concerning. As long as you... <laughs> that's, that's, never, that's never happened before. I don't think that those words have ever been spoken in reference to this show. Aside from the cheese and pottery episode. Which Mike hasn't listened to. Don't you talk to me about cheese and pottery, Eric. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a wheel of cheese right in your pottery. So, since Russell introduced this to you, is this kind of a because you guys are constantly digging at each other on the on the community page? Is this kind of a, a dig at him? Like, yeah, well, I'm on the show now. <laughs> oh yes, this is just ammo. Yeah, I'm a bigger fan than he is. <laughs> <laughs> I Look think at the biggest fan. I'm their only fan. <laughs> Look at the size of my fandom. <laughs> oh, good. Well, we're glad you're here, Monty. You, uh, you've been a great supporter. You add a ton to the community. It's, it's a blast to have you around. So, thank you, you sir. I always love the way you and like you and Russell like jab at each other, and then like about ten comments down, one of you has to mention. By the way, we do know each other. We're not being serious. <laughs> <laughs> Well, normally we're sitting next to each other when we do that, know, and, and I'm just like, what are outsiders thinking reading this like? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, you guys are a hoot. So, <laughs> Monty, you, at uh, your request, have asked us to play through Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Correct. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, we've all done. Yep. We have? We just... Oh, man. Came in under the wire on this one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you all know the issues with me and Ethernet cables last week. Um, I I ended up having to get a new laptop. In the end, <laughs> that, that old one is fucked. Um, but fucked. Basically, fucked. But I, I'd got all the way to World 4, so I'd got halfway through the game on my oh, old laptop. dear me. So I had to restart. See, and that doesn't oh, sound like such a monumental undertaking when you think of it it's like, oh yeah, Super Mario World 1, you can just jump through and skip this and go here and do that and boom, you're at World 4 in no time. No, mm -hmm. you lost like four hours of time. Yeah, yeah. Actually, probably more. It's killer. And then the annoying thing was um, I bought myself an because the hard drive in the old laptop's fine, so I bought myself an enclosure. And the annoying thing was I got to World 4 and then my enclosure turned up. So like, oh. it's too late to say like to get my save back. Oh, so that was just so annoying. That Absolutely. sucks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I literally finished what an hour or two ago. I finished at like oh, eleven o'clock last night. Ish. Wow. And then had to go to bed and wake up at six for this shit show. I finished about eleven o'clock last night as well. Dan, you and I are genuinely the same person. We are. Oh, hey, wait. Is, wait. That, is that the new conspiracy? Actually, before we no, get on to been. Yoshi's Island, yeah, we need to address that because that's a fantastic segue into another game. 
that we should probably uh, talk about don't, for. Don't don't announce your segues. You're ruining it. <laughs> well, people, the the listeners with like a checklist of all the catch factory seal catchphrases don't get a chance to tick off lovely segue from Dan. Fuck. Oh, factory seal bingo. <laughs> <laughs> no. Somebody yeah, draft up a bingo card. Please, God. <laughs> what the hell would be on there? There'd have to be Get It. There'd have to be Jeeves. Segway. Bert and Edna. Bert and Edna. <laughs> I saved this show. <laughs> the will mm. of the people. Yeah, the will of the people. Mm, quite. I Mike says shit. something really, really terrible. Oh, yeah. Mike <laughs> is super offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of fart noise. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> ham horn. Ham horn. Uh, to- uh, toilet discussion. Toilet discussion. Yep. Great, great biscuit debate. Dan, uh, you just started something. I think every week people need to print out their factory sealed bingo cards and see if we can hit everything every week. <laughs> <laughs> I know what my afternoon consists of. <laughs> What are you win? <laughs> the, the joy of listening to Factory Sealed again. Satisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> wow, good so, prize, guys. <laughs> uh, Mike, to answer your question, though, yes, it is very, very common that Dan and I choose the exact same thing or just have the same thoughts. Like, for the past six years, it's just been a recurring theme to almost a scary point. Um it's bizarre it really is most recently in final fantasy 12 the zodiac age they've shifted the license board so that you now have to choose a job for each of your characters office worker hmm sanitation (laughs) worker (laughs) ass wiper God, that'd be the worst Final Fantasy game. Final Fantasy. Ass, ass wiper job. Wielding toilet roll. <laughs> Wiping old butts. Accidentally equipping with guns instead. Oh! <laughs> Ult- ultimate, ultimate, ultimate skill. Brown ballerina. <laughs> it's effective yet uh, pleasurable. Brown ballerina's um, a summon. <laughs> I almost bit my coffee. Just looks like a ghost with a brown top. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, you can pick one job for all of your characters. It's it's surprisingly stressful, and the obvious choice for your main character Vaughn would be like a knight. But I went with the uh, probably the least likely of jobs to give him with machinist, and I sent it to Dan. I'm like. I don't feel good about this. He goes, damn, we really are the same person. Cause it's exactly what he chose for Vaughn too. Out of 12 choices, constantly choosing the same shit. It's weird. It's so weird. But Vaughn is such... I hate Vaughn. We need to talk about this game for a few minutes. Monty, do you mind if we derail and talk about Final Fantasy XII for a second? I'm along for the ride. Are you Are you a Final Fantasy XII? Stop in and feel the G's, my friend. <laughs> Did you say feel the Jeeves? <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> you just strap into Jeeves' lap. No, 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 Jeeves, not Jeeves. Oh, <laughs> that changes everything. 
<laughs> Could have swore you said Jeeves. I thought you said Jeeves as well. Jeeves, as in, yeah, like G Force. Oh. Feel the Jeeves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jeeves, you're awfully forceful today. Oh, God. Master, please stop feeling me. <laughs> Ouch, sir. Master, this was not in my contract. <laughs> I own you. Oh, God. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, last week, Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age came out. And it's a game I've been waiting for for quite some time. Very excitedly. You've been waiting for it since New Year's Resolution 2016. Yeah. <laughs> so, my, my procrastination has actually paid off in the end. I'm... Because you actually waited, because I was like, go play Final Fantasy Twelve. It wasn't announced at this point. I actually went back and played Final Fantasy Twelve last year, which I wish I hadn't done now. Oh, you! I didn't know you played through it again. Well, most of it. Hmm. And then got sidetracked by something else. Yeah, but else, see, but... New Year's, when we made that resolution, there were rumblings of it possibly happening. And for me, that's enough. It'll happen someday. Yeah, I'm glad they did it, though, because it's such an underappreciated Final Fantasy. It really is. I forgot just how messed up shit in that game is, like, immediately. But then you remember that it's it's one of the first actual Final Fantasy games that took place in Ivalice, which was the setting for Final Fantasy Tactics, and that game was all sorts of fucked up. Because it's... I feel like the Ivalice games center more on politics than anything else and this one is just purely a political drama yeah mm -hmm. well i've found my biggest gripe with final fantasy 12 is it has possibly the most confusing storyline out of the lot like there's a lot of places and a lot of things that sound the same and I'm like where's that <laughs> yeah i guess i could but if you think about that for any final fantasy game it's just getting used to the locations no, but even with multiple playthroughs of this, I'm still kind of where is the where are these places? Do you think that's because <laughs> there's just so much of it? It's such a big game. Well, no, but it's like the reference places like Rosaria and stuff, and I don't think you even go there at any point. Hmm. Hmm. And um, because there's Rosarian Empire, and then Dalmascan Empire, and then Arcadian Empire, and each of these has locations inside them. It's just, and then you have things like Yacht and Skystones and all this stuff they've invented for it. And it's like, what are these things? I genuinely enjoy it. It's not as bad, not it, as, bad as Lacy and Falsy off Final Fantasy Thirteen. I'm not but, even convinced the people that made that knew what the hell they were saying. They're like, just add a couple <laughs> L's, a few apostrophes, and make it end in a Y sound. Well, it's like the story I was talking to Mike about this last night of Kingdom Hearts. That is the most, yeah. single most yes. confusing storyline in the history of games. It makes no sense. Well, well, I said, didn't I, if, if, if we were ever to do Kingdom Hearts, like the amount we meander subjects and everything, I, I don't know how, well, you said, Eric, <laughs> you, you know, I don't know how we'd ever explain the story. We wouldn't. <laughs> I, I feel like it'd be like a five-hour-long podcast of us just arguing back and forth about like what happened and what didn't happen. and uh, Madness. Hence why mine is still sealed. I think what I'm going to do when Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out is buy two copies of it to keep one sealed just because it puts Dan <laughs> off. You're freaking not. <laughs> anyway, 
Dan, I want to talk a little bit more about 12 for a second and what you liked and what you didn't like about the remaster. Because this, basically what they did for this game is they took the core game, slapped some new paint on it, re-recorded the audio, some of the voice acting, and changed the job system and added a speed mechanic. Mm-hmm. That's about yes. it. Which is still impressive. If you look, I, I was playing this the, the other day and I'm thinking the fact that this game came out on PlayStation 2 is a marvel. It it is. I don't even know how it was possible. The cutscenes look phenomenal. The size and scope of the cities and how much you can maneuver around without cutscenes and the number of people on screen at any given time is huge. It actually truly feels like an early MMO, which I believe yeah. is what they were going for. Yeah, it's... Final Fantasy always pushes the boundary of games, though, don't they? Well, they do. I'm not sold on the new license board, though. It's so... It's just... It's stressful. It's not mine. It it's is. Fine. I Here's the thing about me. I hate making decisions. <laughs> because I'd rather... Instead of choosing one, my brain says, Take them all! Yeah, like... <laughs> It does, doesn't it? So I, when I, I really like the change personally. Let's let's just recap on how it was originally. Like the first license board in Final Fantasy XII in the original release was basically a huge board where you could go absolutely anywhere you want. You could move towards ninja swords. You could move towards daggers. You could move towards white mage. You could move towards whatever you want. Final Fantasy XII: The Zodiac Age, on the other hand, kind of railroads you down a certain path. Which I can see why you find it slightly stressful, Eric, but in my opinion, it helps to mold the character more rather than have carbon copies of the same character. So is it a little bit like, you know, in Final Fantasy X when you're using the standard sphere grid? Mm-hmm. Unless you start unlocking areas to go onto other characters' path, the characters are, are generally guided towards a certain way. Is it similar to that? Uh, it is now, but originally it was not. Originally, yeah, it, was, yeah. it, it was too loose originally. And what ultimately ended up happening is you would just create six of the same character. You just have six tanks. Yeah. And now... Everybody with, everybody with swords. And, but there's so many weapons and things on this game, so... Well, and, and I didn't realize, but you could technically still do that if you wanted to. Because as, as I was going through, what really stressed me out is I got to Balthier. And realized, oh shit, he actually has guns. He should be the machinist, even though it makes zero difference whatsoever what he is. Um, I, for me, in continuity of character versus job, I, I wanted to have him be the machinist, but Vaughn was already the machinist. I'm like, well, I don't want two machinists, but realistically, you could just go through and give all of them night if you really wanted to. Yeah, you could. But it comes That's down to. Fun. It comes down to party planning, because you get six total characters throughout the game, correct? Yes. And each person gets the opportunity for two jobs. So you almost have to be strategic in how you lay that out. So you have your damage dealers, because you break yourself out into two parties of three. Usually when I play a game, I just have, here's my core party of three. I'm just going to build them up. They're going to be superheroes and just obliterate the game. But... I recall this game at certain times getting just rock hard, and you can swap your party out at any time. So if you have 
two groups of three that are equally leveled, you need to then make sure their jobs correspond appropriately so that you have damage dealers and mages and healers in each group. So yeah. if one of your parties is like taking a beating and you don't necessarily have any MP or recovery items, you can literally just swap to the other one. <laughs> I believe that's how it, it, it works. It's been yeah, just you can, you can. As years. Long as, as long as everybody's not dead. <laughs> See, I never, I never gave twelve um, a fair shot. To be fair, like back in the day, because I, I mean, at the time, I generally knew seven, eight, nine, and ten, and then I, I had a go at twelve, and it felt like such a departure. And at the time, I wasn't a massive video game player. Like I, I had this period where I kind of leveled off a little bit, um, <laughs> and I just, I just kind of didn't, <laughs> I didn't give it a fair shot. To be fair, it. It's, it is really an off-putting game. If you're used to your traditional Final Fantasies, plus it was such a stark departure from 10, and 10 was a stark departure from 7, 8, 9. So it, it, they're just... I loved it, though, when it but, came but out. Yeah. I absolutely oh, yeah. loved it. I did, too, because I'd started to play a little bit of 11, but then realized I like the style of 11, but I don't want to play... I don't want to pay every month, and 12 kind of sated that desire. But 10 felt like an obvious progression from 7, 8, 9, I thought, like the battle system. Um, you know, it felt similar, but, you know, was very different. And then, obviously, I didn't play 11 because it was an MMO and it's not my kind of thing. And then I went up to 12 and, like, the, the difference for me straight away, for me personally, just felt very jarring. I did, And like I say, that's my fault. I didn't give it a fair shot. But this sounds really interesting, what you guys are saying now. I think what I like the most about this is I was getting pretty tired of random encounters. And this one... You didn't have to fight anything that you didn't want to because you could physically see it on the map. So it felt it, it, it's more Chrono Trigger style where you're walking around, you see the enemy, you can engage if you want. Plus, it makes it easier to level because you're like, there's an enemy. You don't need to just wander meanderingly in circles. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really good. And with the new speed mechanic, you can get a lot of license points quite quickly. <sighs> I feel like that's going to ruin a lot of RPGs for me because you can go into the setting and choose uh, speed trigger 2x or 4x. And every time you hit L1, just you just tw move twice as fast. Everything in the world process is twice as fast. Uh, combat is much faster. 4x is a little too quick for me. Mm. So I've, I've used two times sparingly. I tend to use it when I'm grinding because I can't be bothered. with Because you need so many license points now. Yeah. Um, I've noticed one of the changes they've done is each character gets three special moves called quickenings, which mm -hmm. are from certain points of the license board. They've changed it because quickenings <clears throat> used to use all your MP. Now they have their own gauge. But because they are so overpowered, you can kill most bosses by just using quickenings. Interesting. At the start, anyway. When do you um, actually get to adjust the gambit system? Because um, I'm like three early. hours in and I have yet to be able to access the Gambit it's list. in Garrus Smythe Waterway under the palace. Uh, I think. I'm already past that. Like, I'm into the palace, about to go up into the feet. And I still, like, sorry? the feet, F-E-T-E, -E, the, the festival. They call oh, it the right, feet. Okay. Oh, the feet. Feet. They just, they eat feet. <laughs> It's <laughs> just, just, just turn up and there's some giant toes there. Yeah, just some fungus. I'm gonna go up into the feet. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I thought it, I thought so too, but it's like access the gambit system from the menu. Well, it's not there. No, you go back down after that. Okay, so it's after the feet. Yes. Okay. But I am because I don't. <laughs> I before always, the shoes. Yes. Always remember Final Fantasy twelve. My gambits until you get later on in the game when you've unlocked everything were generally just attack. One person heals. That's all I do. Yeah. And then eventually you get really complicated and you have a, a spell called Bubble, which doubles your M- your HP. And then you have Hastiger and Protectiger and Shelger. And there are so many spells, techniques and weapons in this game. It's crazy. Well, I was reading somewhere. This, this is talking as an outsider to Final Fantasy Twelve. It doesn't really like I, I don't really know about the battle system or anything, but these gambits and things that you can sell. Sound like an old man. Oh, these gambits you can mm, set up. No <laughs> favorite thing. <laughs> Um, the... Edna, shut up my gambit! <laughs> Cash me this down if you're dead, bitch! I wanna automate everything! <laughs> <laughs> Damn millennials! I was reading somewhere, or, or it might be one of you guys that told me, that there's there's um, there's a bo- an extra boss in one of the games, an optional boss, and you can actually set up your gambits so you can literally just leave your characters fighting it and then just leave it a couple of hours, come back and then yes, defeat it. Mr. Mr. Yazmat, which has it you told 20, me, Dan? which has about twenty million HP Ooh. and takes with a maximum leveled party with like gambits set up properly, it will still take about two hours to beat. Ooh. That's the long haul, right? There. I have never beaten Yazmat because I could not be asked. It was like but one of those speed. I think it was in Final Fantasy eleven or fourteen, one of the MMOs, there was a supposedly a boss that was meant to take seventy two hours of actual combat to complete. That was eleven. Yes. Was it seventy two or was it it was some ridiculous amount of hours? Yes. My god. Monty, are you a, a closet eleven player? Uh I played it a bit back in the day, but it was good. I, I did the, the beta testing on 360 and really enjoyed it, but I just can't pay monthly for games. Agreed. I can't do it. I can't do it. Can't do it. Did anybody beat <laughs> Adamantoys on 15? Uh, no, I got my ass stomped by him when he came out and went, yeah, see you later, and then just never came back. I beat, I beat it, and it was such a broken boss fight. Really? Yeah. Too difficult? No, it's just... It's, it just takes so long because mm. it has so much health. And because it's so large, it kind of clips through the environment all the time and through you, and you just end up throwing miles away. Uh, that sucks. And Yeah, but I beat it. I did it. I, the other thing to, that I noticed about Final Fantasy twelve is that Christy doesn't typically enjoy watching me play RPGs uh, outside of, like, the Elder Scrolls games. Um but she was just engrossed in this because there is so much story dump constantly that it's like watching a movie. Plus, she's always kind of had a thing for Sephiroth, but now when the first scene when Balthier and Fran shows up, she's standing in the kitchen looking at the TV and she goes, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Balthier. She thinks she, he's attractive. Balthier. It's Balthier. 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 It's posh, Dan. Balthier. Mm. It's, not Balthier. 
It's, it's Fran the one with the rabbit ears and a. Oh, God. Fran is all sorts of sexy. Oh, God. <laughs> God That's... damn, Eric. If you ever go to the pet store, you must be. <laughs> 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 I'm running out of pet stores in town to go to. They got my picture up in lots of them. Oh. <laughs> Quick, Eric's saw... here. Put the rabbits away. Now this is your first. This is your first day here at Pets at Home. Be sure to look out for this man. He was found, he was found jacking it next to the rabbits. <laughs> I still think the biggest fix of Zodiac Age is just updating Vaughn's stomach region yeah uh, i didn't know what was going on with his abs back in the day i was like I, 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 it looked like they were spray painted on <laughs> like just last, min- <laughs> last minute before the game runs out they're just like oh quick here's a uh here's a comparison side by side of old versus new <laughs> I, always, I, always, I always thought it looked like he was really skinny it, yeah it, 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 it looks malnourished on the one on the old one. Yeah, it does. It looks like he taped it off and then went and went sun tanning. So he's like, "Look at me, ladies." Uh, he's just got an exoskeleton. Oh yeah, maybe he's like the guy from Crisis. Yeah, the out- I know outfits in Final Fantasy are generally unpractical, but the outfits of this game are ridiculous. Yeah, I can't, I can't stand Pinello, and I think mainly it's because of her. Of her boots, they make her look like she has hooves. No. Yes, they do. She <laughs> looks oh like a God. horse. I don't like. I don't like Ash Ash's back because it looks like she's got a tramp stamp tattoo. <laughs> but it's actually part of her outfit. But if then if you see it around the front, it's basically a garment which covers your like lower belly, but nothing else. And then she wears another top on top of that, and then like a jackety thing. In a tiny skirt and then huge boots. It's got to just be a chore getting dressed for these people every day. Apart from Vaughn, because he just wears a tiny girl's cardigan and then puts a necklace on. <laughs> <laughs> and then sprays his abs on and goes on the way. I just then somebody, <laughs> then somebody from um, the local military, the local police comes over and goes, "Sir, have you got a license to use that spray on abs?" <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get... Uh, yeah. The outfits are absurd. Pinello's is the worst. Agreed. Hand, hands down. All right. Oh, yeah. And Fran. <laughs> Fran, Fran <laughs> it's not very practical. Like, Pinello's is one step away from a one-piece swimsuit. It's just got very short <laughs> leggings that come down the side. And what's with the very obvious triangle drawn around her nether regions to just draw your eyes uh, to that section? Wow. There was okay. one cutscene where they were in the, the waterway when you first meet, um, when Penelo first joins you and when she leaves, Vaughn is facing backwards and the camera is positioned in such a fashion that all you see is that nether region triangle covering 70% of the screen and then Vaughn in the back facing backwards. I don't know if it was a bug or a glitch or the camera didn't position properly. I'm like, this is gratuitous. <laughs> is it like those scenes in Metal Gear Solid 3 where you can look through Snake's eyes and he's just staring at Eva's tits? <laughs> oh, sorry. Have, you seen, have you not seen Metal Gear Solid 5, Mike? 
yes. The scenes with Quiet. My God. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where she she breathes through her skin. Yet all behind you. Oh goodness. Anyways, they actually released a figure of Quiet where she had squeezable boobs. No. Yes, they did. What? Did they have a quiet what? body pillow? Probably. Put that next to the Tifa one. Oh, but they have an unlockable yeah. outfit for Quiet that like, covers all her skin. <laughs> they have a what? They have an unlockable outfit for Quiet in Metal Gear Solid 5 that actually covers up her skin. Yeah, but who puts that on? <laughs> yeah, well, no one. Yeah. Oh, she... add uh, oh, yeah to the bingo card, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mentioned that one. That needs yep. to be on there. It does. <laughs> um, Check it off if you got it! Dan, how far are you in this? Uh, I have just been to the, what they're called, the Gareth Village, which is across Osman Plain. Gareth, like the guy's name? Yes, Gareth. There's just people <laughs> called Gareth. They shorted it to Gaz or Gaza. I knew I knew a Gareth at work. He got sacked for wiping snots on things. <laughs> what? <laughs> was, that, was that seriously why? Yes, I think so. <laughs> for the last for the last few months, when you go in the cubicle at work, we've discovered that somebody has been wiping snots on the wall. Just, <laughs> just boogers everywhere. Yes, and uh, which begs the question, first of all, why? Because you're right next to the lavatory and could just put them down the lavatory. <laughs> I mean, picking then, your nose is a great so, pastime. So we've been we've been calling them the Phantom Bogier for uh, the past few months. Then <laughs> he has now since left the company, and apparently that is what happened. Oh. What are people going to say about you when you leave? I don't know. Fuck that guy. But I am leaving. What? Somebody else job, hired guys. Dan. Yeah. I'm going to do marketing and stuff. Oh, God help them. Yes, they'll be stupid before they do it. <laughs> Hope they want their brand run into the ground. I, I, said, <laughs> I, I said to you guys the other day, I did actually cite Factory Sealed in my interview. I was oh, like, dear. don't listen to it. <laughs> you're going to get there on your first day and you're going to have your pink slip. Probably. Sorry, sir. We're going to have to let you go. Oh, bastards. Bastards. So, before we move on, I uh, I bought Final Fantasy XII on release day and decided that I was not going to open it because I'd purchased the Steelbook edition of Final Fantasy XII back in the day and really wanted that. But when I ordered it, it was out of stock and decided to check the day it came out and it was back in stock. So I now have the steel book of the twelve of Zodiac Age and the original twelve and the collector's guides of both. All so is which well. One did you open? Well, I <laughs> I didn't keep the other copy. Oh, I sent okay. I sent it back. I mean, I probably should have kept it and kept it sealed just to annoy Dan. Bastard. Yes. So Dan. Me coming to England does not mean I'm bringing Kingdom Hearts with me for you to open. I was literally about to ask that. <laughs> you need to come here to open it. That I'm going to travel to America in the time when you're in England just to open Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> that is recorded, though. If you do ever come here, I will let you open it. Thank you. It's very kind. And then I will kill you. 
<laughs> okay, uh, hey, I think we should. Visit me in America. It would lead to your death. Yeah. Come to America uh, for opening Kingdom Hearts two. Stay because you got murdered. You'll have that small taste of freedom before you meet your untimely end. Eric, have you considered a career in marketing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'd be just awful at it. Clearly. <laughs> it's like, Chicago, come for the food steak because you got murdered. <laughs> Chicago's not a safe place. Um, I see. Anyways, we should move on to our game of the week. Uh Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. I'm going to let Monty do the introduction on this one because this is his game of choice. Oh. Ooh, on the spot. Monty, take it away. Well, uh, the game is actually meant to serve as a prequel to the Super Mario World for uh, the first one on SNES. And it is a. it starts out with a stork carrying baby Mario and Luigi when comic... Uh, intercepts and manages to grab Luigi and obviously baby Mario lands in Yoshi Village and it becomes a quest to save baby Luigi from the dre dreaded baby Bowser. Do we really have to bother rescuing Luigi? Nobody likes Luigi. Yeah, basically. Think of all of the stuff that could have been averted by Mario just going, whatever. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is... This truly does serve as the origin point for all of the Mario games, right? Correct. What you do you get to see Mario's parents? Do you? Yeah. Well, they're shadows. You don't really yeah. see them. You get to see feet. Eric would be excited. Well, <laughs> that'd be you. You're the foot person. <laughs> don't try to pass this off on me. I think it's, I think it's on moved me. on to you now. No, you can't pass that book. You have a. Just imagine because uh, we have like village fates up here in the north, and then you'd come over and you'd go, Can we go to the village fate? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm already compiling a list of shit I need to see up there. What, in pity me? Yes. I mean, it, it'll take about three Bus seconds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Decommissioned phone rode, box. Rode through the house. I need to bit. see the guy that stands outside stores and dances. To his own rave music. I need to see oh, the Mario guy. He's in Sunderland. We'll have to travel. Oh, like what? 12 miles? Yeah. Yeah. I could walk that distance in my sleep. <laughs> anyway, back to Yoshi's Island. Uh, came out in... Oh, shit. I don't know. When did it come out? 95. 95? I don't know. I'm guessing. You are correct. Oh, God. Oh, one of the most successful Super Nintendo games of all time. I think it's number eight in the overall selling list at just mm. just a hair over four million copies. That's not half bad. They did quite well. Nowhere near the 20 million of Super Mario World. Did they count the copies that came with the console, though, for that? Because the SNES in the UK came shipped with Super Mario World. I think that yeah, I think that does count. That's yeah. that's how they yeah, that's why such Wii Sports is so high on best selling lists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would have bought Wii Sports had it not compact, but shit, that game was good. It was good fun. Yes. Um, 
I remember my friend, when she first got a Wii, she invited, like, couldn't wait to get me round so she could beat Mike Tyson at boxing. <laughs> Her words, not mine. <laughs> Some people live for very small things. Um, anyway, this game is a very, very stark departure in uh, design style for the Mario games. Because at the time... Mike, you were talking about this before the show. Uh, the Super Nintendo used the FX chip for certain games. Mm-hmm. By the time this came out, they discontinued support for that chip. It was designed to use the Super FX chip, um, but this was the first one to use the Super FX2 microchip. And actually, there were only two other games to implement that chip. Ooh, ooh, which ones? Um, was it Donkey Kong Country? Negative. Ooh, shit. Um, was it Barbie Supermodel? <laughs> considering that was on the Genesis. <laughs> Murder on the Eurasia Express. Oh, yes. One of them is a no-name title. Landstalker. Killer Instinct. One was Winter Gold, and the other was actually one of the other bigger hits on the SNES. Hold on. Um, Super Metroid. Star Fox. F-Zero. Mike, don't repeat what you said about Star Fox before the show. <laughs> no and no. F-3 Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> uh, again, no. I mean, this, this is a pretty popular franchise today. Super Street Fighter Two. No, sir. Uh, Mario Kart. <laughs> nope. Diddy Kong's Quest. It was none of the Donkey Kong games. What the hell? Hold on. We got to guess this. Mike, you haven't thrown a single guess out. <laughs> do you know video games? No. I do. No, 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 no you just... <laughs> just somehow landed on this show, and I don't know why. Super oh, oh, Mario uh, RPG. Was it... Doom. Correct! Yes! Yes! You're so good! Uh, And one of the... uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, One of the things the Super FX 2 chip actually let the game do was the... um, was the changes that the bosses, when Comic would enchant them, as well as everyone's favorite, the, the psychedelic filter with the fuzzies. The drug reference. (laughs) So without the FX2 chip, we actually would not have seen those two iconic aspects of the game that are both well-beloved. What's interesting about the the (laughs) bosses is that they actually enlarge the original object instead of reanimating it larger. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And this chip also allowed for... Um, there were those semi-top-down isometric levels, if you recall, like the ones that had, uh, you could see the whole platform that you're walking on, so it's look, it looked like it took the camera and tipped it down at a 45-degree angle, and then you could see the, the fireballs, or the, those, those fire uh, sticks swirling around, and then you'd have some of the platforms that would rotate. This all powered that. Yep. Good chip. I believe... Wasn't this chip supposed to power uh, Star Fox 2 as well? That I do not know. 
to Google. That's it. Take him off the show. He doesn't know. Shit, oh, Monty. I thought you were prepared. But I've got notes in Super front of me. You, oh, God. Like Monty, my hero. Oh, no. I've got a whole slew of notes. Oh, God. I can't wait to hear them. Okay, here we go. Hold on. So, Super FX2 Games, Doom, I was right, Super Mario World 2, Winter Gold, and Star Fox 2. Oh! There were some unreleased games, Comanche, Power Slide, FX Fighter, Transformers Gen 2, and Voxel. Interesting. You can tell an, an FX chip game. It just has that Star Foxy type look to it, like Stunt Race FX... Dirt tracks. Uh, Vortex? Uh, yes, Vortex is on there. Interesting. So, hmm. Monty, since you're the guy with the notes, I mean, take it away, man. I didn't take notes on this outside oh. of... Well, uh, you were now, now you were talking about this game was a stark departure from the artistic style that we've seen with so many previous Mario games. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Nintendo, um, <clears throat> Nintendo's marketing team originally wanted pre-rendered graphics after seeing the success with Donkey Kong Country. Because this but, came out after Donkey Kong Country, and Donkey Kong Country was almost a 3D. It, it looked like a pre-rendered 3D game. Yes, and Miyamoto was absolutely adamant in, you know, I want this very vivid, almost childlike art style. Didn't he make some comment about Donkey Kong Country that he then later had to go back and clarify something to the effect of um, people don't necessarily care about gameplay as long as the graphics are good? I got to try to find that. I do not know. And then he had to go back and later clarify it. He's like, no, because I I really enjoyed Donkey Kong Country, and I was involved in the development up to the very end with that, and he kind of had to walk himself back a a few steps. I'm going to see if I can find his exact quote. Well, they actually, there was an unused uh, sprite, uh, enemy sprite found in the game uh, that looked a lot like Donkey Kong that ended up not making it in. Interesting. I wonder where that would have fit. Probably in the uh, levels with the monkeys. You know, in World 5, there's quite a lot of levels with monkeys, isn't there? Hmm. So I would imagine probably fit in there. But there's, there's, there's enemies in there anyway that look a little bit like evil Kirbys. The little pink guys when yeah. they pop. Yeah, they look like little Kirbys. Whether that's a, a, you know, meant to be a reference or not, I don't know, or just, you know, coincidence. It's interesting. Hmm. But I mean, you you say about the art style, like, this for me kind of set a precedent for Yoshi games because Yoshi games generally are as cute as hell. They really are. I mean, like look at Yoshi's Woolly World and oh. you know, and you know that that Yoshi game that's coming out for the Switch and and various others. You know, they they always seem to make an effort now to make the the Yoshi specific games just. You know, they look absolutely gorgeous. Well, this game secured Yoshi's legacy within the Mario realm. Because it's just, it, it, it's fantastic. Um, everything that they added to this, all of the mechanics just work. 
And the egg gathering mechanic is really innovative because it, it encourages trial and error and exploration within the level and the different ways that they use throwing your eggs around the map to unlock certain things is just awesome. And actually, there is a signature Mario move introduced in this game. The butt stomp. Correct. Uh, I think Bowser used it in one of the previous games, but this was the first time the player actually got to use that move, and it would be continued on into future games. Huh. Well, this was... was This was also a very early game that adopted the countdown timer for life which has been carried forward into a lot of other franchises now oh you took one of my points ah! yeah that, <laughs> that actually inspired the shield system in halo the idea of a refillable health gauge Ooh, he knows his stuff this one uh, i know <laughs> it's amazing what can come out when you prepare for a show we should probably do that nah <laughs> break, break the habit of a lifetime <laughs> oh, hey, side note, I found that quote. Um, around the time of the rejection of this game, like Monty referenced, saying that the marketing department wanted better hardware and more beautiful graphics instead of art, Miyamoto said Donkey Kong Country proves that players will put up with mediocre gameplay as long as the art is good, which he then had to clarify, stating that Recently, some rumor got out that I didn't really like the game. Just want to clarify that's not the case because I was very involved and even emailing almost daily with Tim Stamper right up until the end. It sounds like wow. he didn't like the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a very political. That's a very political non-answer. Like, you don't like my game? Yeah. Well, your game's shit. <laughs> yeah, the game was shite, but hey, it was pretty. Yeah. Hey, he said shite. Brilliant. It had a long, <laughs> long development cycle. Um, the game was in development for four years. Mm -hmm. Even by today's standards, that's colossal. Unless it is Kingdom Hearts 3. Ooh. They probably just started that last week. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, guys, we should probably get on that. It needs to be out next year. I'm honestly convinced more to Square Enix's development teams get in for the morning, take their coats off, switch off the computer, and go home. <laughs> <laughs> they take an approach to game making that's similar to Eric's uh, editing. <laughs> Ouch, Mike. <laughs> Just because I leave giant chunks of dead space and have the audio start 30 seconds late doesn't mean I don't put effort in. Oh, God. <laughs> but that development cycle allowed them to add a ton of really neat stuff that they dub magic tricks like the rotation the scaling and all of that stuff and actually the uh you know the the new the concept of the transformation bubbles there were three transformations that didn't make it past the cutting room floor uh okay well let's go we got to remember recap what the transformations are there's the helicopter correct the mole the mole the train the car the, the train. train the car does the one where yoshi goes skiing count uh i we can I mean, let it count it's not I a mean, bubble <laughs> it's more of I mean, a oh, yeah. door was one of the ones where it got caught a giant dildo yes dad <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought so. I can see why it wasn't in. He just wiggles around and vibrates. <laughs> I'll touch those fuzzies and they'll get dizzy. Mm. God. <laughs> God damn. Um. Well, one of one of them was is kind of reasonable because it, it was an airplane, and I mean you already have the helicopter, so. Yeah. But the other two just make me kind of sit back and scratch my head. Uh. Well, just just going back a sec, the, the, there was one section where I think the airplane would have made a bit of sense. The, in one of the later levels, there's a bit where you turn to the helicopter and you just fly straight. You go straight across, and, and Kamek is actually coming across, and it looks like yes. you're racing with him at first, but he's trying to attack you. The airplane would have made sense there, I think, rather mm -hmm. than the helicopter, because that's quite a speedy section. Is one yeah. of them a hang glider? It is not a hang glider. Uh, is it Princess Peach? one of Peach? them a moped. Car. <laughs> <laughs> um, rollerblade. A semi. Yeah. <laughs> It, no, it, they're actually uh, inanimate objects. They are not any kind of a baseball mode bat of transportation. A fishing no. pole. Actually, a, a baseball bat is semi close to one. A dildo. Uh, is it a golf club? A it's not racket. a golf club. It's not an a urban racket. golf club. Ooh, a shuttlecock. Um, we'll get this, Monty. It may take us a while, but we will get there. Um, a, a ping pong paddle. A, po <laughs> a potted plant. You're, you're getting warmer. <gasps> a piranha. Not a piranha. <laughs> um, a pickle. A pair, no, not a pickle. A pair of old wife fronts. A single plum floating in perfume served in a man's hat. <laughs> You're on the right track. <laughs> Wait, with the pear in a man's hat? No, 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 not not the plum. With, the with the plant, an apple tree. Uh, one was a tree. A Venus. A tree, up. an actual tree. It was a tree. There's and there's actual animations of the sprite. What the hell would Yoshi do as a tree? I, <laughs> I have no clue. Let's just take the game down a notch and just sit still for a few centuries. <laughs> well, I mean, he's uh, what's the name of the tree in uh, the Ent in Lord of the Rings? Treebeard? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to go Treebeard on Comic. Just ride him out, wait for Comic to die. By that time, Mario will be dead, or Luigi will be dead, and who the hell cares? <laughs> yeah. And and the, uh, the third transformation that was cut was also a plant. Just plant. Venus well, it was up. it was a mushroom. The hell What's... would he do as a mushroom? The animation looks like the sprite was bouncing, and I don't know. Oh, so I, 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 saying that, I can imagine similar physics to you know, like the spring on Mario Galaxy. Mm, yeah, yeah, something like that. Or maybe you just turn into a mushroom and eat a few fuzzies, and then really trip. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, man. Is Mario Galaxy counted as retro yet? Because I love that game. Is it 10 years old? Yeah. <laughs> That's our it's cutoff. Not... <laughs> it's got to be close, hasn't it? It It is. Oh, 10 years, November 1st. Ooh. Right, we're, doing, we're doing that that week. <laughs> <laughs> 
I need to play that game again. Maybe they'll be on Virtual Console for Switch by then. Shit, maybe the Virtual Console for Switch will be available by then. Uh, <laughs> and actually, the sprite for Yoshi in Yoshi's Island is the same sprite in everyone's favorite game, Yoshi's Cookie. Aww. I hate that game. <laughs> I remember I went, mom let me go rent a game one time, and I was like, oh, Yoshi, cool. And, you know, I was like, I want that game. And, yeah, I, little eight-year-old me just, oh. Your heart sank. Oh, bad <laughs> mistakes were made. Well, it's had, it, it had a dinosaur on the cover and cookies. It's like a match made in heaven for a child. Yeah. And then you're oh, saddled God. with a... <laughs> Speaking of eight-year-olds, Mike, are you had, on a list? We had, <laughs> we had Hazel's eight-year-old nephew over this weekend. Obviously, I've been <laughs> rushing to play to finish this, and he's he's at, he's one of those kids who will ask you about everything that's on screen. So you know, what is that enemy? What's this? What's this? What's this? And randomly, he just goes, "Can you die of cancer in this game?" <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, I mean, Mario would take a bit of a dark turn. Did you guys see? <laughs> did Did you see that game synopsis that Vic Mies posted on our community page about that? No. He he wrote a game synopsis to Mario getting cancer. What? Oh yeah, you got to read it. I mean, Vic Mies never fails when it comes to uh, putting effort into things. Oh, wait, I saw it, but I meant to go back and read it because I didn't read it properly. But yeah. <laughs> what a trip. Um, yeah. <laughs> Here. Well, it's pretty long. Yeah. Maybe we'll. If you no. want to go and see it and you're not part of the community, then maybe you should go and join it so you can read it. Yeah. Maybe obvious we'll. Obvious plug is obvious. Secret! Oh. <laughs> 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 <sighs> But no, did anyway, you tell so, him that Mario, in fact, cannot die of cancer? I, I did. I corrected him. Good. <laughs> he then later on asked if you could die of hunger on the game. That one. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is quite the imagination for an eight-year-old. Mario 28! Mario Life Simulator! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe all the games are actually just his imagination because he's a shitty plumber cleaning up people's clogged toilets all the time, and he just has to find maybe, an escape. Maybe the movie was more on point than we thought. Yeah. What, Mario is Bob Hoskins? Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, and, and did y'all discover the secret with the main boss in World 3? No. Uh, Naval Piranha. You can Naval? That's where you can kill him before the fight. Correct. Yes. No, I didn't know this. Huh. Enlighten he'll me. Be, he'll be just within the frame of the uh, where you can jump and shoot an egg at him and kill him, and Comic will then be like, "Oh shit, I gotta go," and fly off, saving you the hassle of the boss fight. That's handy. Speaking of boss fights, I really <laughs> oh. enjoyed. Every single boss fight in this game. <laughs> yes. 
every boss fight was fun. I like the bosses in this. Very th- easy, but they were fun and different. I think one of my favorite ones was Prince Froggy. Oh, yeah. Where you get eaten, and you're down in his stomach, dodging fireballs, and then shooting eggs up at yeah, his uvula. <laughs> I mean, what a neat battle. Well, you're, you're sitting there, and you're like, well, so far... He's just going to get big, and he's going to attack me. But that little twist just... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh God. Sorry, continue. Oh, no, no. I mean, just that little twist really makes the fight stick out. I mean... Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Get your own catchphrase, Michael. Sorry. Uh, I was waiting for you. I'm too slow. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> one one oh yeah is satisfactory. You've got to, you've got to pad them out because then uh, people don't expect it and they're more impactful. See? Okay. Come lesson, on, Mike, get with it. Lesson Doth lesson. thou podcast often? <laughs> no, apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> he certainly doesn't <laughs> listen to them. <laughs> There it is. Um, before we talk about the bosses, we should probably tra- talk about the structure of the game. It's very, yeah. very similar to Mario World, um, albeit a little more linear, where you have six worlds, each with eight stages within a halfway point castle and a final castle. Yes. And seeing that there's only six worlds, I'm like, eh, this game's going to be pretty short. Hell no. This game oh, no. is <laughs> super long. I was so surprised by that. I wasn't expecting that at all. Each level is huge. Just, I, I don't know. I felt like they were too big. I f- thought some of them like outsteered their welcome. Well, I think they tried to pack so much into every level because you have... Three technically three things you can collect within each level. You have the flowers. There's five of each. There's red coins. Uh, you can collect ten in each stage, or is it twenty? Twenty. And then there's stars, which constitute your health. You can finish the level with thirty stars. And if you do all of that when you end the level, it gives you a score of one hundred. And if you get 100 on every level within the world, you unlock two bonus stages. Oh, is that what they are? Yes. Yep. Uh... So technically, there's 12 more levels. No, 10, because the last world doesn't. Does the last world have bonus stages? It does. So there's 12 more levels. They are hard. There's another world and a half hidden in this game. Yeah, I did not play those. I did not play those. (laughs) I did very poorly um, in terms of getting score. I really tried for the first world, but if you go through and try to collect everything and get to the end, it takes ages to beat a stage. And I realized about halfway through World 2 that if I had any hope of beating this game before the show, I had to say screw it to collectibles and just run. Which is how I approach most Mario games. Like, just go as quick as I can from left to right. A skill that does not translate well to most other 2D platformers like Mega Man. Correct. 
But in comparison, Dan, I think Castlevania next week. I think you were saying in comparison to some of the older Mario games, these the the stages from like Mario One and Mario Three are so short in comparison, like under a minute long. Yeah, I mean, I've just just I don't know. I felt like like I said before, some of the stages were just a bit too long. Like the yeah. the stage titled Long Cave. Yes, yep. I saw that oh, title. Oh. <laughs> the, the thing is, I was obviously trying to rush through that last world today, and I was like, "All right, I've only got because it's like at a third level from the end, isn't it?" And yeah. I got to it. And I was like, "Right, I'm going to rush through these the long cave." Like, oh fuck's sake! And then go on it, and it's a really, really slow auto scroller as well. Oh, <laughs> I was like, so oh, annoying. <laughs> it was rough um so before the show i asked everybody to add up their total score that they got by the end of the game so go to each world you can click on score and it flips over the card for each level add that up and get your total game score and we're gonna see who did the best dan what did you get three thousand seven hundred and twelve and this was rushing yeah. Like, just not really trying to collect anything. Well, I was I was rushing, but I was also collecting things as I was going. Okay. 3,712. Mm-hmm. Mike, what did you get? A measly 3,087. <laughs> Monty? 4,073. Ah, Monty. Gentlemen... I have you all beat with a whopping 2,568. <laughs> My heart skipped. I was like, what? Well, to be honest, this doesn't surprise me. Because Holy How missed the crystals crush. I mean, I was running through shit. I would see, I would see an obvious flower. And if I fluttered over, I'd be like, fuck it, it's already gone. And just keep what, going. What was your lowest score on any one level? Ten. Zero. <laughs> Ten is the lowest you can physically get because even if you have one star left when you finish, they give you ten. They're like, this guy sucks. Here's ten. <laughs> I thought I was going to have the lowest for that because I, I had one that was like twenty-seven. The really den- like the really dense kid, kid at school getting an honorary gold scar. Gold yeah. Scar. Yeah, here you go. Gold hey. scar, that'd be sinister. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, sparkly. <laughs> Jesus, in comparison, I suck compared to really you guys. Do. I mean, Monty almost doubled my score. That's good math. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Dan. <laughs> what were some of your favorite levels out of this? My hands down my favorite level was the skiing one. I thought that was great. Mine too. So I was going to really, say. It very much reminded me of Ice Cap Zone from Sonic. And I like yeah, it. I got that vibe. But with worse music. Oh, no, I love the music on this game. It started yeah, to Ice repeat. So good. Uh, did you notice that the overworld tune in World 7, they changed the notes on a few? Yes. Started to, it, it just had a little bit of a remix. Well, if you actually listen to it from world to world, 
it actually starts out pretty simple, and it starts adding instruments as as huh. you progress through each world. Yeah, it starts really subtly as well. So, like from world one to world two, it's literally they add like a sort of cowbell sound, and then as you progress, it they start adding like extra sort of like string sort of sounds and things like that. Huh? Nifty. I didn't know that. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Foul that in the useless information drawer. <laughs> Christy, want to hear uh, something dumb? <laughs> I feel like that's ninety oh, percent. What's new? I've got plenty more of that if you want it. Oh, please no. <laughs> um, Monty, what was your favorite level? Ish, favorite ish. Favorite level ish. It's hard. Um, not too quickly. <laughs> Guys, um, we got we got dead air. Fill it with dumb noises. <laughs> um, I I really enjoyed the uh oh what is it called? It's the one after the long cave. The the deep underground cave. maze. Ugh. Oh, I hate that level. Any of the ones with branching paths that uh, required you to go in each of them to collect <laughs> something. Like there's a castle in World Six that you had to go through four paths and get four keys. Every time I'd get a key, I'd go through the door. Oh, I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm done. Oh fuck, another key. Now I have to backtrack back and go through the next one. I, f- oh. I figured that out. Like after getting the first key, I was like. I went through the door and there was another key door. I was like, you're yeah. going to have to go through all the paths. <laughs> so I went and did all the paths. Uh, repeatedly getting catfished by locked doors. I didn't <laughs> I didn't learn. I, I don't know. There's something about that, 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 that break from the, like you said, the original Mario, Super Mario World, where you can just like dash through the level as quickly as you can. I really enjoyed being able to just take my time and take in the, the soundtrack and the visuals and everything about it. It is a genuinely charming game. Um, I realized just how little of this I'd actually played. I have great memories of the first two levels because whenever I sat down <laughs> to play this, I'm like, I'm going to play the first couple levels. And I go, all right, I'm done. I've never actually <laughs> beaten this game. And then I realized I've I'd never played, played past. Of, I've dabbled, I think I must have done like a level and then got really annoyed by Mario crying and stopped. I didn't get as annoyed this time around as I thought I would. I made sure I grabbed him as quickly as possible before he started crying. <laughs> well, it you, is a good incentive. If you, if you throw an egg at him, he drops down. And you can use your tongue to grab him. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, that that saved me a few times. Yeah, I, that would have saved me a lot of headache. <laughs> what really started to bite me is when I was rushing through. I never really had more than ten stars at any given time, so a lot of situations got very sticky. So I'd lose and be like, "Oh shit!" And then I'd start. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> See, Mike, we're the rail. It's more. It's better. <laughs> Duly noted. I'm learning. Well, then you'd go to chase after him, and you'd hit another enemy, and then you'd get stunned and fall down, and there's a ticker's counting down. There were several times I stole him directly out of the claws of those little birds. <laughs> oh, th- it's the worst feeling when you're right there, and you're like, I got him, and no. Yeah, done. Got to go back to the beginning of the level. Thing is, I feel that earlier on in this game, 
in terms of Mario getting kidnapped and you know my countdown going down to zero, I barely ever died from that. It's always from platforming in the earlier yeah. part of the game. And then, then from like World 5 onwards, I felt like the difficulty with the enemies and the enemy placement and everything like that really jumped up a notch. It really did. Six and seven, or uh, five and six were very difficult worlds. They were just they, throwing they, everything. They, they usually are, to be fair, in Mario games. So. <laughs> yeah, but the... I, I, I just felt like they spiked. Really, really spiked. You got to World 5, and then suddenly, you know, you're dropping Mario left, right, and center. Uh, save states are four guys. No, damn. Oh, I, I switched to save states today when I was. You know, quickly getting through. <laughs> I just every single time I like just managed to do a bit of platforming or got through a spot of enemies. Save. Yep, that's the way to do it. I wouldn't use save states normally, but when we have to play through games for the show, particularly in like a week. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, because the worst thing about using the standard save system on it is that every time you reload the game, you lose all. You start off with three every single time. I had 112 lives by the end. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know how many I had when I ended? One. Oh. One. That's what happens when you rush. Because when you get to the end of the level and you have a bunch of shit collected, there's a chance that you'll get a bonus minigame. I hate the bonus minigames on this. They take too long and they're pointless. <laughs> Well, they're not pointless because you got 112 yeah. free guys. I didn't need them. <laughs> How disappointed would it have been if you had 112 and then just relied on the normal save and come back in and had three? Oh, that'd be horrible. I mean, it's kind Did of you... pointless because even if you run out of all of your free lives, you just start that exact same level over again. Yeah, but if you made it to the middle ring, then you don't. You have to start the level again. That's the only downside. Yeah. I suppose. Me a few times. What are all of the mini games? I feel like I didn't get to experience most of them. It's like a pair matching one. That like one the... was more useful because you get the items that from behind the pairs, which you could use in the pause screen. I have I a confession to make. I didn't realize you could use items till World Six. Why, Why do, do you really need them though? What's what's the point of them? So you could get like the 20 plus stars and if you're in a pinch, press start, highlight it, press A, and 20 stars. Mm-hmm. Never came across a situation where I needed them that much. Well, we're not all as good as you. Clearly. <laughs> There's one you that gives you... Suck ass. There's one that gives you a full set of eggs that came in useful for me. So you know, there yeah. was one of the castles where you had the green pipes and there was like three or four oh, different levels yeah. up and down. And you yeah. had to get the key to unlock the cork in one of the pipes. And you have to defeat that giant like jelly monster. But you only have the eggs you go in there with. And I had a refill for my eggs there, and it came in useful there instead of like backtracking and getting more eggs again. Because you need exactly that many eggs to beat that boss. Yeah. So if you miss one... You have to exit the room and then come back in, get some eggs and come back in. But at that point, he's, he's big again. So there was the slot machine, which oh, I never got anything out of because I always just tapped A immediately to get out of it and continue my run. Mm-hmm. There's the lottery ticket where you can scratch off. You got to match baby Mario heads. I always happen to choose uh, Kamek first. It's a, ru- a roulette machine thing. Yep. 
how did that one function? Like, what were you supposed to do with that? I only saw that you once. Press, you just press it, and then the left-hand side would do, like, plus, minus, or times, I think. And then mm-hmm. the other side would be a number, so you would get, like, plus oh. two lives. So you could actually lose lives? Yeah, I think so. Huh. That's why it's roulette. Ooh. Uh, what else was there? There was the uh, the matching game where you had to match the cards. Yep. Uh, there was the one where you would just reveal one card and have the potential of getting an item. Never saw that one. And the only other one was... Oh. Well, there's one that's ones you can find actually inside the levels as well. Yeah, I was just going to say like, that. Balloon back and forth yeah. guy, and you have to input the correct, um, input the right, correct controls. That confused me so much because I have to map to my DualShock 4 and I was like, oh. I don't know which button's which. <laughs> well, I, I I mapped the A button to my R2 button so that I could use the eggs using a shoulder button. So that was even worse for me. Like I, I just didn't know which buttons to press. Oh, I God. <laughs> I like the one where you had to... Um eat the watermelon and shoot seeds at each other. There's a lot of neat mechanics yeah. in this, like shooting the watermelon seeds or eating the frozen plants or the, the fire dudes. I feel like eating a fire dude's probably not going to be good for you. I mean, it's just like a... I'm not going there. Um, I mean, uh, how, fast is, <laughs> how fast is Yoshi's indigestions digestion system anyway? Well, there was one level where you can eat a bird, like a flying seagull, and reconstitute it into an egg. I'm like That's some meta shit going on here. <laughs> I mean... Yes. Um, what'd you guys think of the final boss? I thought it was great. Holy cow, yeah. that was awesome. I had no idea how to beat Baby Bowser at first. Neither did I. I was really disappointed. I'm like, surely this isn't the final boss. And I had a bunch of eggs, no. wasted them on him. No idea how to beat him. Well, this was one downside to the bosses, I thought. Because um, some of the bosses, obviously, you had to jump on, some you had to stomp on, some you had to fire eggs at. And if there was other enemies in there that you could turn into eggs, or there was a plant that gave you eggs, you knew that you had to shoot eggs at it, which I thought was one downside. Well, I really liked the variety of it, though, because it wasn't just like... Mario 3, where you need to bounce on their head three times and they're dead. Like, typically, Mario games just require you to jump on them. This one, for example, like, Hook Bill the Koopa. You have to get a bunch... You have to stomp on his back to get him to regurgitate eggs and then wait for him to stand up and then fire four eggs at him to tip him over onto his back and then butt stomp him. Like, there's just a lot of strategy in each of them, and it just required a little bit of experimentation to get that boss fight down. I like that one though. I thought that was cool. Hookbill was awesome. Or the I one where you had like to the, um, the Mario Galaxy esque one. Where that you was around so the Raphael the Raven. Yes, that one. I wonder if they drew inspiration for Galaxy from that. They're so like, hey, this is really neat. Look, can we build a concept around this for the whole game? It was really cool, and it instantly reminded me of Galaxy. Um, there was one where you had to throw eggs. Into... I think there's a boss fight, actually, on Galaxy, where you do something similar around a planetoid. Is it the one with that you have to drill, don't you? Yes. And you have to use the drill through and then drill through oh, to... Oh, yeah. Oh, 
No. I liked, I liked the boss fight where... I don't know if it was an actual boss, but it was in that same area, Mike, that you were talking about with the pipes where you have to throw the eggs into this jelly creature to hit his heart. And you had yeah, to... That is a boss. That is a Sluggy boss. Sluggy the Unshaven. That was really neat because you had to be very yeah. quick with how you're throwing those in. Um, and if he didn't have enough, he'd have to run back and then he would start to regenerate a little bit. I really liked that one. Yeah, that was a good one too. They were all pretty good, I thought. I like, yeah, I like mm-hmm. the piranha plant one as well, where it was huge and you had to hit like a bulbous thing on its vine. It Roger cool. the potted plant was pretty dumb. That was over in about five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Walk up, push him off the edge, done. Oh, yeah. Um, Bert the Bashful, you take his pants off and that kills him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After him was Salvo the Slime. And he's just the one that you had to throw a bunch of eggs at and separate him. Uh, I don't remember the order, but... I mean, we talked about a good chunk of them. I really liked Prince Froggy the best, though. Just for the uniqueness of that boss battle. Oh, yeah. I like the Raven and the final fight the best. So, Dan, explain the final fight. How did how did you discover finally that how you had to beat Baby Bowser? I looked it up. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I, I can no proudly I, say I, I, tried, I didn't. I tried absolutely everything. And don't... I don't know how it dawned on me. So, Baby Bowser will jump, do a belly flop, or he'll do a butt bomb, and when he hits the ground with his with his butt, it creates this shockwave ripple out and that's the only way he can really hurt you and i would try bouncing on him and nothing worked and i think i accidentally did a butt bomb and it caused the caused the ground to shake but there's that's a exactly there's a, I did. there's a very small window in which you have to do it because if you do it right after him he's still laying down and he's invincible but if you do it a little bit later when he comes up from laying down he jumps and he's off the ground so you have to wait for him to jump land but before he takes off again yes there was a lot of time into it and then um kamek comes and makes him huge and that was the cool fight oh yes easily the best boss fight in the game because i saw i saw somebody post on on our uh facebook page about what'd you think of the final boss i'm like oh great it's probably shit yeah I mean, usually when people ask that, they're like, oh, man, what a great lead up to just garbage ending. But no, this game just knocked it out of the park for the ending. I'd seen images of the final boss before. I've never seen it in motion, but I've seen images, so I knew what was coming. And I wish I hadn't. I wish I played through and then been surprised by that. I had no idea how to beat it when I first saw it. And I died immediately (laughs) into the first pit. Like, oh, dead. And I had to fight Baby Bowser again. And then I save-stated. Well, the interesting thing is, they um, the first time he throws the boulders and destroys some of the platform you're on, they use the same red arrows that you've been using throughout the game to find secret entrances. Mm-hmm. So the oh. first time that I did it, the red arrows appeared. I was like, oh, I'm pressing down, and then obviously the boulder <laughs> hit me and killed me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they saw you coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Dan, explain the final boss. I don't want it. Fine, Monty, explain the final boss. (laughs) Well, uh, as it was previously stated, you know, Comet comes along and blows Baby Bowser up into a giant form. 
and uh, he's actually in the background of the level. <clears throat> and you need to obtain the giant eggs from the balloons uh, that fly by. And um, good job they showed up. Really. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> And you actually have to hit him seven times. But you're dodging fireballs, rocks, and if he gets too close to the platform you're on, he will destroy it. I, oh. Bastard. And you can only hit him when his mouth is open. Correct. So there's a lot of timing involved in that. Because I would just throw it and I'd either go over his head. Because you have that cursor that you can throw it too low or too high. So you have to get the angle based on how far away he is and time it so that his mouth is open. So I would throw it before, like he's all the way in the background, throw it before he shoots a fireball, and by the time the egg gets there, he'll have shot a fireball and then opened his mouth to shoot the next one. <laughs> well, you know you can lock your cursor for your egg throw. Yes, you can. Yeah. Okay. Using right uh, trigger. L and R buttons. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, was, I wanted to make sure. I was like, there's no way you were timing that every time. Oh, I did. <laughs> oh! I didn't use l cursor lock for the final boss. I forgot really? about it. Yeah, I forgot about Me it. Me too, actually. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're very talented people. <laughs> uh, I think you mean stupid. <laughs> I bow to a skill greater than my own. <laughs> Thank you, good sir. Arise. I was talking to Eric. Ah, yes. Oh. Yeah, Dan. Don't steal I'm my sorry, thunder. Dan. I'll just leave. <laughs> Bye! I may, I may be an Anglophile, but I need to even out the odds this episode. Two Brits yeah. versus two Yanks. Yeah. Here I was thinking Monty might replace me. Turns out he might replace Dan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Dan. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I am saved going... the show! I'm going to redeem this show. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, um, it's doing better than it ever has, so, you know. <laughs> just, just conveniently happened around the same time I joined. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was the people. <laughs> so I think the common denominator here is the people saved the show. Ah. ah. See, give it Ooh. back to the people. Did we Democracy this week, at by work. The way, the Tom's not here. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Hour and a half into it, Tom is not here. He's just sitting there quietly waiting for his intro. It's like I'm not going to interrupt. I'm just too polite. <laughs> Jeeves, check my text messages. Mm. Tom's on a train somewhere. Yes. I don't know where. Who knows? But the conspiracy lives that Tom is never here when, when we have a guest on. So Tom is each guest. And, and speaking of appearing, I've got one final fact for you. <gasps> that was a beautiful segue, I must say. Shit, son. <laughs> so Yoshi was originally intended to appear in the original Super Mario Brothers on the NES. But due to the limited capabilities of the console, it was not possible. I find it strange that they waited till Mario World then. I, so they I guess done in Mario Three. Well, that's the same console, isn't it? Should have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was wondering where that was going. 
I think you'll find it shit up, Mike, not shut up. Yeah. <laughs> shit up, Mike. Um, oh, Mike, that was Yoshi, good. Oh, <laughs> originally, Yoshi was not going to be a dinosaur. What was he going to be? He was going to be a dildo. He's going to be... <laughs> was, was he just going to be the tree? <laughs> but, oh, yeah, that Mario tree gif is horrid. Oh, it is. It's just Why? tree with eyes and wiggly feet. <laughs> now, is that is that a feet or a fate? Who That's knows? a fate. <laughs> oh, originally, Yoshi was going to be a, to a, a tamed Koopa Troopa, but I'm because glad. that model did not mesh well with Mario's sprite, they opted to use a dinosaur, which the two fit together much better. Nice. Nice fact, Monty. Thank you. The first ever factory sale fact, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it's just a bunch of bullshit. Make it up as we go along. Yes, truly. <laughs> um, Yoshi once started out, was going to start out as a toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshi was once going to be a plum in a man's hat. <laughs> oh, God. oh goodness <laughs> any uh any final thoughts on yoshi's island gentlemen uh you're an idiot that's not <laughs> <laughs> good point good point well made is that a fact can we find a source No. There's uh, hundred plus episodes of Factory Seal to uh, prove that. Oh, damn it. Oh. Ouch. Ouch. Damn. I'll just... Some of which I've listened to. One is not some. <laughs> <laughs> Half an episode is neither so. Uh, I, can, I can confirm that I've definitely listened, listened to every episode I've been on. I've, well, I've listened to the ball. That <laughs> lips coming back. <laughs> Put your teeth in, Mike! <laughs> Sorry, I, Hazel just brought me a cup of tea and I kind of just burnt my tongue on it. <laughs> oh, you mean you haven't sequestered her to a closet upstairs? <laughs> she actually posted on Facebook that she's locked in a cupboard like Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mike, at least you didn't burn your foot with the tea. This is true. Yeah. I yeah. still have a scar from that. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was. I, it with your big toe, this is going to happen. It had to have been some degree of a burn. You put your feet in the mug, really. <laughs> well, the coffee just wanted to get some of my feet. I mean, I have good looking feet. I thought Not they anymore. Were feet. Yeah, I have, I have a couple great looking feet. <laughs> yeah, that was probably that was not my finest moment, and I have a a scar to remind me of all time that I'm an idiot and burned my foot with coffee. The biotic shoulders. It actually wasn't even coffee. Flying off your unicycle. It was coffee grounds. Who the hell gets a third, like a second degree burn with coffee grounds? You. God Almighty. A host of factory sealed. That's what it takes. Yeah, I mean, you got to start the dumb somewhere. 
<laughs> but the bionic shoulder has come in handy quite often. Are you, you eventually going to update, uh, upgrade it to the X Buster? Well, I need to get the other shoulder uh, implanted. I mean, I give a mean shoulder ride now. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to see a mean hand job like my girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I open that text message on my phone and it just says, Mike Tyson, I give a mean hand job. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Mike. Wow. Just yes. Teeth and everything. <laughs> what kind of hands do you have? Hands wrapped in sandpaper. <laughs> Staring dead in the eyes, gritted teeth. No teeth involved with a hand job. You're getting that the wrong way around. Oh, well, I think you said teeth. Yeah, I said gritted teeth. Oh, I thought you were just, like grinding your teeth over it. No, it's not a hand job. What kind of hand jobs are you even getting? <laughs> Ones with teeth. Oh, well, this got weird. Wow, yeah. this got really weird very quickly. <laughs> I blame Mike. And, and that, my friends, is a snippet into our WhatsApp conversations. <laughs> There's some stupid shit in there. Like, Mike, I don't think you really knew what you were getting into when we added you to that. <laughs> Took me a couple of days to get accustomed, certainly. I laughed so much the other day when Eric named Holidays Floppy Wibbles. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going on this year's Flobby Wibble? Oh, going to America. It fits. <laughs> I'm off on my Flobby Wibble. Well, I was asking Dan because he got his new job, so I asked him if he had any PTO, which it's just understood, paid time off. And he goes, say what yeah. now? I'm like, vacation, holiday, Flobby Wibble, or whatever the <laughs> fuck you call it. Probably something dumb. So it's now Flobby Wibble. So I in two... In two months' time, I'm going on Flobby Wibble to London. Is that Hazel yelling at you? It sounded like it sounded like it sounded like Hazel in the distance. Went, it said you went. I'm going on. I'm going on Flobby Wibble to England in two in two months, and then somebody in the background just very quietly went, "Yeah." <laughs> I've, I've got my earphones what? in, so I couldn't hear her. <laughs> It sounded like Hazel muffled from a closet going, Mike! Mike, I'm hungry! Send water! She's just sat here. Unlock the door! Just looking at me and meowing at me. I don't know. Tell her you'll let her out of the closet if she gives uh, Factory Seal the five-star rating on iTunes. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Start breaking oh, kneecaps wow. for five stars. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Flobby Wibble. Um, should we do some emails and questions? Yes. You want to send us an email? Factorysealed.manatank.com. Our one and only email today comes from Mr. J. Jorgensen. Tell your cat to shut it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hazel. Hazel's got hold of it now, so... <laughs> I'm the song of your people. Hey, what? She's on the show. Oh, God, she's <laughs> immortalized. Quick, replace Mike with her. Stop uh, trying to replace me. You're, you're just replace me with the cat. 
Yeah, it's every thirty get seconds. More sex out of it. <laughs> Did you say get more sex out of it? No, more sense. Oh, uh, well, you oh. can see where I misheard that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You hear what you want to hear. Do I? <laughs> Uh, anyway, Jay writes, hey, FS crew, I'm sitting here blasting a duker and thinking about some Yoshi's Island. <laughs> Lovely. The subject line is dropping a deuce, by the way. Uh, I'm so happy that people think of us whilst on the toilet. We've really had a genuinely odd impact on this world. It's just terrifying. He continues, I fucking love that game. I've listened to a ton of people shit on it for its graphics. Are you fucking kidding me? That's the SNES at its prime, baby. Sure, the game's a little tough, and Baby Mario's cry makes you want to strangle a small puppy, but get good, and you won't have any problems. Anyways, now that the show is filled with Brits, I'm thankful there is at least one Midwestern boy to keep the audio tolerable. These accents are off-the-charts bananas. Gutentag. P.S. Which Donkey Kong Country game is your favorite? Minus three. P.S.S. Which Spice Girl is your favorite? P.S.S.S. Welcome, Mike, to the show. I wanted to try typing like this, and it really sucks. He did that with no spaces and all caps at each word. Like Hazel. Yeah. Uh, Donkey Kong Country game. What's your favorite? I think I Mine's had two three. on the Game Boy Color, and I really liked that. I What was the one that came out for the Wii? Jungle Freeze? Uh, yeah. Was that what it was? Donkey Tropical Kong Freeze. Yeah. Tropical Freeze? Tropical was Freeze. Wasn't that the Wii? No, no, I'm thinking Donkey Kong Country Returns. That game was stellar. Oh. Because of the art style in it, they had those silhouette levels where everything in the foreground, including Donkey Kong, was black, and then it was all like this majestic sunset. Did you guys know Donkey Kong Country 2 isn't called Diddy Kong's Quest? What's it called? It's called Diddy's Kong Quest. Oh. Yes, wow. I, I did not. I thought it was Diddy Kong's Quest. I think everybody calls it that, but it isn't actually the name. How strange. Yeah, it's, it's That's kind of a dumb quest. play on words. Yeah. I always thought it was Diddy Kong's Quest. Am I literally the only person who's ever got that? <laughs> Mike, you're talking to somebody who didn't understand that Banjo-Tooie was the sequel to Banjo-Kazooie and that Tooie was a play on words. I think you already realized because I said Banjo-3, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Mike's sitting here going, I didn't know that either, but I don't want to be an idiot. Uh, bullshit. <laughs> uh, back to the question three was always my favorite i liked the progression where you got the bits for the boats and then you got the better boat and was able to go further up the map well i've never played that one yeah and then there's there's like a secret there's there's hints about a secret island um and there's, there's this circle of rocks in between uh, in between a certain area and you have to circle it in a certain amount of times so you get this secret island and things like that and i, I really enjoyed that I was never a fan of the Super Nintendo Donkey Kongs. The only downside to it, there's no Diddy Kong, who's my favorite. Mm. Monty, what's yours? 
Well, sad. Uh, well, going back to the SNES, uh, I only ever played the first one. I'm currently playing through the second and then the third after. Ooh. So I I don't have much say. So the second Sam's is generally the considered the best. I don't think it, I've it, played it. I don't know if I have. Maybe it was the first one I've played. Can you remember what two characters you were playing as? Di no. uh, Dixie and Diddy in the second. Yeah, Donkey Kong is not in the second. Or the third one. Why is it called Donkey Kong then? Because it's, <laughs> it's Donkey Kong Country. But he's not in it. Yeah, but it's still the country he lives in. Oh. <laughs> so mean, he owns it? Does that mean this is Dan Country, you know? Yeah. So America is Eric Land? I mean, like my name is in America, so technically it's... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Monty. There's no Monty written anywhere in America, so... This land is mine. There's an M. <laughs> Good one, <Yeah>. Dan. <laughs> um... Next question. Which Spice Girl is your favorite? Baby. Ooh. Saucy. Don't like any of them. Funny story. Uh-oh. On Tuesday, this coming week, we have a week-long work sales summit where everybody from the company flies into town. We have this big sales bash all week long. And as a team builder, they've decided to do a corporate-wide lip-sync battle. And our region has been assigned the Spice Girls. <laughs> to which nobody wanted to partake. And finally, I went, you know what? Screw it. Sign me up. I'll do it. Put me in whatever. Well, that started a downward spiral within our group of, let's just cross-dress and be full drag. So, Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to this so much. I have purchased... My Amazon search history is terrifying for the past couple weeks. I have purchased what is called a women's foreplay sexy cheetah jumpsuit. In extra large. And it is still skin tight. That is majestic. It is glorious, and it zips down to below the belly button, oh. and I have a big afro wig. It's, it's going to be sweet. So as it stands Please now, post a video of this. I don't know if they're going to video it, but I will for sure send a picture. Force somebody to video it. Well, I mean, this is a professional industry where it, shit like that being out could kind of have a negative impact on some people, so I don't think they're going to video it. But I'll just fucking take a picture and send it to you guys. I don't care. Just don't wow. jack it to it, Dan. I will. <laughs> My wank bank awaits. <laughs> Mike already has a new folder on his his brand new desktop called Eric. <laughs> uh, yeah, so You're that so will quiet. be. Video is already in there. Ooh, I mean that's a good video. I don't think I because that was posted in our Facebook page. I haven't posted that in the uh, community. I'm still looking for the video that we have like the the actual 
performance we have of us in our sequin gowns dancing. <laughs> it's a treat. I'm afraid to show it to Dan because he will physically die. I will. He'll just really not will. show up. Man dies from watching show choir video. <laughs> oh. Uh, Dan, you posted a question this morning or last night-ish about today being the day of the show for some questions. What do we got? Uh, Jeremy Lucas has asked, how many times did you get lost throughout Yoshi's Island? A few times I would get come to a wall with no clue what to do next. For me, it was finding the key in 3-6. I, I got lost a lot. It, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, just it, the multiple path levels is where I got lost the most. Finding the keys was always hard because there were some levels where you could get a key and you didn't need it to progress. So for the first few times after that, I'm like, ah, fuck it, I don't need the key, I'll just go. And then I'd get to a door, I'm like, oh, great, now i got to go back and find a key. Yes. Yeah. Um, next question is from Shannon McIntosh. Does Baby Mario's crying hurt this game as a whole? It's a great game, the crying has kept me from replaying this in the past. Plenty of great games out there, and most of them aren't an assault on your eardrums. Just See, I, good, really. I don't think it really does. Mm-mm. You you seem you were a bit concerned about it, Eric. Like in the past show, you said you were, you know you weren't looking forward to the crying, but I mean, did, did it irritate you as much as you thought it would? No, because I didn't lose him as much as I did, and when I when I did lose him, I was pretty quick to get him back. Uh, in reading a lot of the original reviews for this, that is one of the only negatives that people have given it. And I understand, yes, it is obnoxious. I think they could have toned it down or maybe not really had him start crying till he was under five seconds or something like that but i didn't find it super obnoxious this time around i think maybe some different crying cycles might have like improved it a little bit because it is the same type of cry every single time yeah (laughs) maybe if there was you know three or four different kind of crying cycles that that would probably help but I, i didn't find it that irritating if anything, it, it created a sense of urgency every single time you you got, you know, you got hit and he was taken off in the bubble. You it made you go get him quicker than you would have done if it was just silent. Yeah, I agree. It's it is still annoying. I can see how people could really see that as a downside and prevent them from wanting to play it again. Hmm. But see, I feel like it's one of those things that, you know, it doesn't take long to tune it out either, though. Yeah, just, yeah you just, just it, get good and pick them up quickly, and then it's not that much of an issue. It becomes part of the game after a while. You just absorb it. Hmm. Uh, Vic Mies. Good old Vic Mies. Oh, my God, this guy. Uh, he wants to know, if you had to live <laughs> as a headlice... On a person with a sufficient amount of hair, who would it be? Also, what is your preferred way of smoking marijuana, and why is it the glass pipe? <laughs> I would say I quite like to live on Mike's hair. Ah, uh, damn it! I was going to say that, <laughs> and I was going to say it too. Oh, nobody he's got, wants. He's got a beautiful head of hair, that guy. Nobody wants to live on my head. You don't have any hair. <laughs> Get a great tan. It'd be so cold. Hmm. Uh, second part of his question, not a preferred way. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't, so. <laughs> I, I, 
Dan, side Hello. note, how are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? When we go to Mike's wedding... I can go on factory sale bingo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to drink? No. Why? Because I don't. I want to see dra- Dan drunk. I'm sorry, it's a live decision. It doesn't happen. Okay, I will respect that. You can be our DD then. Okay. <laughs> Wait, where, where are we driving to? The hotel. The arches. The hotel where we are. Shit. Well, we can just go driving. Uh, put her some... in D, Dan. Yeah. Dan, put her in D. Pop that clutch. We don't, we don't have that over here. We use manual. <laughs> Uh, someone named Montgomery? Montague, actually. Oh, Montague. Oh my god, that's even better. Oh god. (laughs) Why are we only discovering this now? Montague! (laughs) Mm. Really have to stretch out that M. (laughs) Montague... House Gloverton. <laughs> Montague Gloverton. Christ, that's a brother a good... called Romeo. No. <laughs> oh, God. I like no, that. No, I've got a brother named Capulet, though. Oh, shit. Really? Oh, no, not really. <laughs> do, we, do we read his question? No, I'm just going to redact it after what I've heard earlier. No. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. In it's regard to Yoshi's. Head, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Let a little air out of it. Brendan Connolly wants to know, how do you feel this Yoshi's Island rates in the Mario series? I think it should be quite high, but I hang often on, hear other people. What? Dan C. Gilbert also asked, I see your question and raise your why is Daniel Curtis so not shite? Well, that's not a question. It is a question. No, it's not. It is. It is. Thanks anyway, Dan. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Much love himself. Uh, where were we? Brendan Connolly wants to know how we rate this mo- game in the Mario series. I think you should be quite high, but I often hear people who really dislike it. I... It's... Go on. Sorry. <laughs> I liked it. I just... I like other ones better. See, I'm on the other side of that coin. I'd never completed it, and up until now, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's good. This game's really good. It's no Mario 3 or Super Mario World or Mario Galaxy, but it's really good. I would easily say it's a top five. Also, another fun fact, this was the last 2D side-scrolling Mario game to be released for 14 years until new Super Mario Brothers came out on the Wii. Yeah. Fact. That's three. <laughs> well, it's a record. Uh, last question. Ra- what? Oh, I was going to say, it rates quite highly for me, but uh, Mario World has always been my favorite 2D Mario. Um, part of that is the map exploration, all secret exits and things like that. Yeah, and I, like I find that, it strange... That. I find it strange that this is kind of billed as a sequel. You know, it's called Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. It's billed as a sequel, but they, they made it completely linear. And, oh, and the impression I get is that a lot of people really enjoyed the, the secret exits and finding Star World and, and everything like that in Mario World. 
Well, I wonder if they did that to create that name recognition because Super Mario World was so popular that if they were just to release a game called Yoshi's Island, it may not have done well because it doesn't have that name recognition behind it as Super Mario World. You're probably right. I don't say that often. Oh, man. Oh, nobody does. (laughs) (laughs) My head's getting bigger. Um, Oh, yeah. See? Case in point, Mike. Right there. Uh, oh, I have so much to learn. You do. Take notes. <laughs> um, they will mock you for taking notes. So. I feel like you do have to break the Mario franchise into 2D versus 3D. You can't rate the 2D games alongside the 3D, just like you do with the oh. Zelda series, like the top-down in the 3D. I can so, agree with that. in the 2D, this would rank in the top three for me. Overall, top five. Hmm. Mario World is up there at, with N6. I mean, I don't think anything can unseat Mario 64. I'm Galaxy's always been my favorite. Even yeah, more than 64? Say, unpopular yeah. opinion, but yeah, I think Galaxy and Galaxy 2 were much better than, than I think Mario they 64. are absolute perfection. I think they were fantastic. I really I think hope Mario 64 has a lot of nostalgia linked to it these days. And I think, I mean, it's an unpopular opinion, but I think because of the nostalgia, people still rate Mario 64 higher than Galaxy. But I think it, for personal you know, opinion, Galaxy has surpassed it. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I probably look back at it with some rose colored glasses, but even still, that game plays so well, even by modern standards. Which one? 64. Yeah, it does. I think uh, the only jarring thing is, as someone who's used to modern games and modern camera control, is the. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong; it was a marvel at the time, but I, the the lack of control on the camera that you have compared to modern games makes it feel quite jarring now. But I wonder I if time. somebody has created a mod for an emulator where you can map the camera to free floating right joystick. Did you guys say that somebody modded Mario sixty four with Super Mario Odyssey mechanics? I did. That was so good. I really hope... It was about four days after the trailer came out. I really hope Mario Odyssey is good. I'm sure it will be. It looks good. That comes out in October 27th. Good, I won't be in London for that. Yes, you do, Dan. Uh, Dan, you want to take the last question from Brian? Brian Ha asks, are there any... Are there other games you guys have played that make escorting a defenseless NPC not shite? No. (laughs) Assassin's Creed, it's always fun on them. Uh. I just genuinely don't like escort missions. There's one on Nier Automata where you have to escort a child robot and it goes so slowly. So like the entirety of Ico. Yeah. Ico is the epitome of game that I hate, despite really liking that game. The whole damn thing is, hold my hand, let's go. No, I don't know where you've been. But the worst parts of Resident (laughs) Evil 4 are the escort parts. Yeah. They've really ruined parts of Resident Evil 4 with that. Escort missions are always the worst. I hate that part of game design. And going back to Resident Evil 4 as well, you know, she's such a whiny bitch that you want her to die anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I 
have never beaten Resident Evil 4. What? I don't like it. I do not like that game. No. (laughs) I just, I genuinely don't like that game. I don't see why people like it as much as they do. I think it's overrated, but it is, it is fantastic, but yeah, overrated, definitely. At the core, the core initial concept of the game loses me. President's daughter has been kidnapped. Let's send one guy to the Spanish countryside with a couple bullets and a handful of herbs. Herbs. No, silent. I just don't, and I didn't like the -the over-the-shoulder mechanic. It was too much of a jarring change from what I enjoyed so much about the classic Resident Evils. I demand tank controls. You know what this needs? It needs more Nemi. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking Nemi. You know what I am? <laughs> can we try to meet Ronnie Pickering when I'm there? Yes. Oh, God. I know who you are. See what kind of response he has for that. Uh, guys, that's it for questions. It is. And, and that's going to do it for this week. Unless you have any closing thoughts that don't involve my intelligence level. No, no, no. Uh, We're going to be back next week for our third consecutive week with Castlevania 4. Super Castlevania 4. We do you people. We do. And then we're going to be bouncing back to uh, every other week after that. My fault. Sorry. Sorry. You're 13, idiot. Then we get to finally play some Final Fantasy. Yes. Uh, Super Castlevania 4 on the Super Nintendo again. Next week, Monty, thank you so much for uh, your support and joining us on the show this week. Yes, thank Thank you. Thank you for the privilege. You are welcome. Please uh, rub this in Russell's face. Oh, gladly. (laughs) So, guys, that's going to do it for this week. If you want to partake in more of the conversation, you can find us on facebook.com slash groups slash factory sealed podcast where you will... uh, how do you even describe what the hell goes on there? Hilarious. Madness. Say. Yeah. Yeah. It's Bad just shit mental. <laughs> I saw that that picture from Phil Gartside of a popped unicorn and him just screaming my <laughs> name. <laughs> like just random shit. It's just it's I great. Imagine, I imagine that like uh, Metal Gear Solid when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Eric. Eric. it's a good time uh so partake in the conversation um community is just awesome full of just partake in the conversation people so gentlemen that's gonna do it for this week we will see you all next week tatty bye cheerio tootle pippy Thank you.